Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Inside MTV's Siesta Key, Episode 3, in which we're going to talk about the latest episode, the first episode, the premiere episode. But before we get to that, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Brian Reese at the Herald Tribune. I'm Elizabeth DeGeneres. And I'm Wade Tatanjo, entertainment editor at the Sarasota Herald Tribune. And Wade sounds a little different because he is actually at home. Now, this is one of the things about living in Florida, especially near Siesta Key. <laughs> we actually had a tropical storm today. No warning whatsoever. Overnight, it developed in the Gulf. By this, uh, by early this morning, it was a tropical storm, and it already made landfall, and it's sunny outside again all of a sudden. So, Florida. That's right. Yeah. This morning, I was taking video of waves lapping up onto the Brainton Riverwalk, the Manatee River, comes in off of the Gulf of Mexico. And now it's sunny outside. Right. So Wade is stuck at his house because of flooding and the fact that he didn't want to drag his butt into the office today (laughs) because he was working all the way. I I had an important video to shoot. That's right. (laughs) Let's talk about what's been going on the past week. More than just the show itself, there's a lot of interesting things that have happened. I don't know if anyone out there listening saw this. Probably a lot of people did. But there was a viral video that kind of hit the hit the Internet about 10 days ago. And it shows these four young men in a boat dragging a shark behind the boat and kind of laughing and having a good time as it bounces up and down on the waves. And it caused a lot of people to be very upset. I'd like to drag those young men behind a boat. Well, that's certainly what online commenters are <laughs> saying to us all the time. Um, Elizabeth, what did you think about it? Well, I was, I mean... Honestly, if anything, the video was awful, but I was kind of shocked at the really immediate, like, crazy backlash they got. Um, I mean, we, we got this boycott, Siesta Key, MTV, Facebook page. Well, you're, you're jumping ahead here because, <laughs> you know, none of the people who are on the show were in that video. Yeah. However. However. Uh, however. Go ahead, Brian. On an Instagram post, uh, somebody accused Alex Compothacross from the show of being linked to it and he said that he is friends with one of those people in the video but that he does not condone that behavior in any way however the word he uses was he disagrees he disagrees right sure (laughs) right so i disagree with tipping 12 percent as opposed to tipping 20 (laughs) percent right yeah he, I'm not sure strongly uh, or condemns is the right word. You're right. He disagrees. That, that, that's my point. Alex Campo did not take a very strong stance at some of the most despicable human behavior I've witnessed on video towards animals. Yeah. Yeah, and I totally agree. And also, people started, because of this, people started going through his Instagram feed and started finding things that they thought were questionable. Right. Um, things on his Instagram feed that have since been deleted. Yes, and another thing, if you notice, I, I saw this the other day, I think he's disabled comments on his Instagram feed now, so there's no way, I guess he got so many comments. I mean, even on the MTV Instagram page, they're getting comments on this shark video um, that I think he's since disabled the comments on his page. 
And I can tell you, as uh, the digital editor here at the newspaper, we've written a bunch of stories about the shark dragging video. We haven't named any of the people because none of them have been accused of a crime yet. And some people disagree but with let's us. Be, let's, let's be completely transparent here. Uh, the Miami Herald, the New York Post, these names have, we've taken an ethical stance that's different than other publications globally. Some other publications. Yeah. No, and we're not going to get into the uh, ethics of naming or not naming people who have not been convicted, <laughs> no, 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 accused no. of a crime. The names are, uh, have been out. But the names are totally out there, and they're all over the Internet, and people know who they are, and that's how they linked Alex Campo with some of these people. And because of this, locally here in Sarasota and around Siesta Key, there have been a bunch of groups that have str- sprung up that uh, want to get the show canceled, and uh, Alex himself has apparently received death threats, and a lot of people are saying a lot of nasty things on the internet, which resulted in one big thing happening. The premiere party, Monday night, the night that the show premieres, was canceled. Mm-hmm. Which right, is sad for a you. lot of people online, there's so much misinformation, a lot of people here in, in Florida um, took to online and misinterpreted that as uh, the show being canceled, which right. of course is not true. And also, if you go to the official, and I do think this is a national um, story regarding the Sharks and regarding Siesta Key, because if you go to Siesta Key's official Facebook page, it's flooded with the same kind of comments, Brian, that you've been dealing with as our digital editor. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Elizabeth, you were scheduled to go to the premiere party. I know, so I was going to have my star-studded night. I was going to go to Cine Bistro, which for anybody listening not from here is, is a very fancy um, movie theater in the area that serves food with your movie. Um, they were going to have a big premiere there, a Q&A with the cast, and then the actual, at the same time that the show is going to premiere tonight, 10 p.m. on MTV, they were going to show the episode. Um, so I had a hey. ticket and everything. Did not work out, no. <laughs> obviously. Oh, Elizabeth, did you have your uh, outfit picked out <laughs> for tonight? I had my ball gown ready. I sure. was so excited. I bet so, you did. Yeah. Your yeah. autograph like, book. Well, yeah. Paul <laughs> noticed me in this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to be in a Snapchat, you know? I mean, things online were so bad this week that... Somebody posted, erroneously, that the party was going to be moved to Hooters after it was canceled at Cinebistro, <laughs> at the local Hooters. And the local Hooters got so much hate online and at the actual restaurant that they posted something up and they actually posted a sign on the door because they didn't want people coming in and yelling at them, saying that they were not going to show the show. They were not planning. Uh, none of the cast would be there. They were not site for the party. I mean, it like you know, b- basically they got flooded with one star reviews on Facebook and all and, sorts of stuff. And just for for people not from here to give you an idea of uh, why Florida has the reputation we do, Hooters was founded in Clearwater. And Clearwater <laughs> is a short little boat ride. It's just north of Tampa Bay. We're just south of Tampa Bay. Hooters is is just north of Tampa Bay. Yeah, so, we're an hour, we're an yeah, hour we are, away from are, the home of Hooters. Yes, the birthplace. <laughs> so Very ta- proud of that. Take that w- for what you will. Um, so not only yeah. that, but there's a bunch of cancel the show uh, Facebook groups yeah. and organizations sprung up. One of them has like six thousand fans. So that is what we've been dealing with here. And you know, I, I'm not going to make an a judgment call on Alex. Some of the stuff that they've shown from that is supposedly from his Instagram feed uh, shows him doing silly things. Some of it may be uh, problematic. It's difficult to tell from the context of the photos, but definitely people are up in arms. 
So we just wanted to address that first, and now I guess we can just get into talking about the episode. <laughs> Which is the fun part. Well, let's, let's get to the important part. Brian, you, you might be able to answer this. Of course. Alex and Juliet, was that Ophelia's? Where were they eating at in scene one? Okay. I tried to figure that out. I could not tell exactly. If it's going to be on Siesta Key, where they were eating at in the beginning of the episode. On the it, ba- and they were on the bay side. I thought Turner they were on the in- first, but then I thought. They were on the intercoastal for sure. I think it was Ophelia's. Right. But I don't think Turtle serves escargot. No, I don't think so either. So I think that was Ophelia's by the Bay, which is a really nice restaurant on Siesta Key. Yeah. The only other option is if they weren't eating on Siesta Key at all, because there's a lot of scenes in this <laughs> show right. that we'll talk right. about that where they're not actually on Siesta Key. I mean, you know, Siesta Key is a great place, a lot of things to do there, but there's a lot more. There's a lot of water and a lot of uh, oceanfront, gulf front elsewhere. So. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they may have been in, on Siesta Key at Ophelia's by the Bay. So, you know. Plan your uh, your siesta key trip that way. It's I guess it's gonna be popular now. We're yeah. Be there. So let me just was it me or just from that first scene? Did Alex seem like he was reading cue cards? <laughs> they they both seem that way. I was gonna say yeah, well, both of them. Well, yeah. Uh, and right up until the the, the punchline about yanking and cranking, <laughs> I, I just I, I pictured a guy my age writing those lines and then reciting them. <laughs> I mean, I felt like the whole thing they kind of set it this love triangle up very clearly from the beginning and i felt like if anything if anything it made me question how i like laguna beach so much because it felt like they made it so clear how the um how it all was set up on this show so yeah they very much played into that whole um juliet loves alex and alex is kind of the playboy but you know yeah but then they didn't play into that wait a second wait they didn't play into that they just blatantly said it. <laughs> it's like they think that their audience right. is th- their audiences are idiots because they didn't just they didn't just set it up throughout the course of the show. They like kept telling you, you know, like right. pounding it into your head, like, "Hey guys, love triangle, love triangle, love triangle." <laughs> I, I, I agree with Brian. They, they might as well had a subtitle along with the names. They should have had, and this person is trying to blank this person. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and every time they ha- they showed a name. They show the relationship to whatever, and right. half of them, like, they would show major cast members like Madison or whatever, right. and it was always in reference to Alex. Alex's ex-girlfriend. Alex's girlfriend. Alex's this. Alex's that. I mean, it's all based can, around Alex this episode. Right. I was, can, I, can I ask Elizabeth a question? Elizabeth, is, is Alex a handsome man? <laughs> I think, you know, I've been thinking about this. Not, I was going to say a lot. That, that is probably sort of true. But um, I've been thinking about it. <laughs> I don't think he's handsome at all. Well, no. So I think he is and he isn't. I mean, first of all, this is Sarasota okay. you're talking about. So it's not like you have a lot of young people to choose from. But also, I think that, you know, he has this, uh, it seems like he has some sort of like swagger or something going for him. You know, he's like the big man so on campus. it's not just his dad's money. Because like Brandon's a good looking young man. Right, right. There's good looking young men Right, Garrett is objectively probably the most attractive man on that show. And yeah, Alex is not. But I think that we find that often in... in you know, that it's not always yeah. the most objectively attractive guy. But it, d- it does seem surprising and probably manufactured that he's actually the, the guy that all the girls are. I mean, with. well, I mean, they're all attractive. Let's just say that, right? Yeah. Um, but, right. but Alex, I think, is, in my opinion, certainly the, s- the least attractive right, of the bunch. Right. But he's also obscenely okay, wealthy. Brian, Brian and I are in agreement on yeah. that for what, that, for what uh, that's worth. I think, I, think, I think we both agree we're both Brandon men, right? <laughs> Yes, Although, yes. <laughs> I, I don't know, though. I, honestly, I was going into the show. I really wanted Brandon to be, you know, my, I don't know what, my favorite. Um, and I kind of am disappointed after having watched the first episode. I feel like he kind of let me down. Oh, I don't know. 
Well, let's let's back up a little bit here. Actually, um, sure. you know, one thing I want to point out is that it seems like all of my favorite people in the show were side characters. First, let's talk about the elephant in the room, or the elephant who wasn't in the room very much, which is Polly, <laughs> who was supposed to be one of the main cast members, is clearly not a main cast member anymore. Oh my gosh! And I personally well, feel you- that it's because that first that big press photo they had last week, where all of them are on the beach with their shirts off. I'm I'm pretty sure that Paulie wasn't necessarily the kind of person that has the ripped abs like the other guys. Do you think it's having to do with the uh, his? Uh, how do I put this delicately? All the Snapchat and other videos of his extracurricular activities. Do you think that that those scared MTV away at all? Well, see, I'm undecided on that because did you guys watch at the end of the episode? They had like a you know what's coming yeah, he's next? Going to jail, right? They, right? And they very clearly were very hyping up you know Paulie's arrest, which isn't for, you know, possession, but still, I felt like if they're not, how can they endorse some of his bad behavior and not others? So it may just have been that he wasn't, you know, he may not have had a love interest. He may not have been one of the more compelling characters. Uh, my, my theory is when they played this to test audiences and they heard him rap his version <laughs> of my favorite, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. one that made Oscar Hammerstein turn over in his grave, <laughs> that the whole audience started laughing and no woman could picture herself with someone who was that horrible. I'm not sure that any of their test audiences have ever heard my favorite things before. So I'm not sure that that was the problem. I'm I'm not sure they're full of, uh, you know, entertainment and music writers like you. Um, no, but I, I mean, just his rapping in general was just terrible. It's not amazing. It it was so embarrassing. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Yeah, and he was not terribly interesting in this episode either. Right. He was I mean, basically a sidekick to everybody. Yeah. yeah, he was the older, creepy guy. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's true. Look at that. I uh, thought, uh, can, we talk, uh, <laughs> can we talk about Kelsey for a little while? I don't know if I'm skipping ahead too far. No, go for yeah, it. Yeah, when he was looking at Kelsey. Uh, oh, my just, gosh. He, yeah. he comes off as a complete, uh, like a Jersey Shore wannabe. Well, uh, I, right. I was a, oh, wow, you're he's right. In, he's, he's in like the wrong the Jer- cast. Yeah, he's the Jersey Shore representative. Right, exactly. Well, yeah. I, I was going to say, I was fascinated by Kelsey, so I... I kind of had gone into this not knowing what to think about her. Um, and she, I think, first of all, I found her and Garrett of all the, like, either to be couples or couples already to be the most, like, genuine of all of them. Yeah, no, I mean, you know? they actually looked like a couple. Right. When they, they held hands, right. you know? They <laughs> seemed concerned with each other <laughs> and in some way. Uh, they sh- they're, they're like Ken and Barbie, but they look like they could be siblings, too. <laughs> yeah. Garrett doesn't have a shot. Kelsey's going to end up hooking up with that whole cast. Well, uh, right, that's uh, what uh, I... Uh, well, only no. I mean, that's that seems a bit rough. I mean, you know, that cast of Spurgeons and Kelsey, <laughs> which I'm not sure are warranted. Well, maybe she's going to hook up with a few of the cast members. Maybe not the whole cast. We don't have to go that. Well, far. she also had the no, only. I, I think I think definitely her and Alex are going to hook well, up. Well, that's that's the implication, right? Right. So. Well, there was also. I mean, she had the only truly kind of genuinely sweet and emotional moment in the entire thing with when the... she's talking to her mom. Yeah. You know, and I think that was right. totally real. Her mom has MS. Um, you know, she's been taking care of her some. It, it's, right. I mean, that was nice. And also, she doesn't, I mean, she seems like a fairly smart lady. At least right. she comes across as a smart lady. Some of the other women might be smart, too. Not that they're coming across that well, way. Well, one of my favorite parts is when they get to um, where, okay, wait, you guys are going to make fun of me for this. But of course. On, on Casey Key, where are they again? The bar? Yeah, the Casey Key Tiki Bar Casey is Key where. Fish House. 
Yeah, yeah, fish the, house. Yeah, it's the Casey Key Fish House Tiki Bar, okay. and that's where Chloe works, and I guess Kelsey works there too, but I don't think she actually does. Well, the whole thing is contrived, obviously. Of course. I mean, you know, in Sarasota and Siesta Key and in the, the surrounding area, during the summer, that's not when you get a job at a restaurant. <laughs> because now, all I know is when I, I felt so bad when I saw Kelsey cutting the limes, I was like, girl, don't cut your finger off, you know, they're going to use it as chum. <laughs> oh, that references Good some one. of the earlier things we talked about. Good one. But I was going to say that in that scene, that I was, I was, that's the same scene that Alex and Brandon pull up on their boat or wherever, however they come. Um, and Alex is like, already this guy's been set up as like, he can't decide between Juliet and the other girl, Madison. And now he's like actually just obsessed with Kelsey. Um, and the whole time he's obviously into her and Kelsey just, like glares at the camera and i was like this girl gets it you know like she's like i'm just here for this temporarily right well and also alex i mean alex is the least convincing character on the show right. like if they were playing parts he would not have been hired for this role <laughs> you know like, i, I told his he's like a bad actor yeah his acting right. it's just it's so wooden that i you know i i was told by people that knew him oh he's charming and that's how he got the lead role no, he got the lead role because his dad bankrolled it. He's terrible. Yeah, well, you know what? I mean, he's a terrible leading man. Well, and you know, a terrible person. I, well, there's a lot of people who are totally charming but can't be on camera. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Whatever charm he possesses, besides his, his father's bank account, it has not translated for me yet right. on screen. Well, the thing is that if they're trying to set up Juliet as some sort of leading lady, I would say the same is true for her. Like. She's objectively, I think, very beautiful. Obviously, they all are. But um, I didn't find her. I mean, I found. I actually thought the show got so much better from that first scene where I was like, this is the most awkward thing I have ever watched, where they're just sitting at dinner. Really? See, I think Juliet's great as the uh, B-word. She's great as, as the, 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 the baddie. I, I do. I, I think she's, she, I think, knows what she's doing. And yeah. I think she's, she is convincing as the, the total, you know... Uh, See, villainous. Witchy I actually woman. disagree. I think that she's the opposite end of the spectrum of Alex. It's like she's trying too hard. You know, yeah. it's like she is okay, acting. Overacting. She's totally <laughs> acting the role, but she right. doesn't. She's not inhabiting it, as we would say in the acting business, right? <laughs> but Brian, it's all real. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay. Well, I got very upset about that because I started stalking their Instagrams during the show, and I was like, "This is all fake." But you know. Yeah, well, I mean, it is basically all fake. It's frustrating. Let's just be honest about that. But, see, you know, it's funny, Elizabeth, you make up a great point about Instagram. Is, And I don't want to cut me off if I'm jumping too far ahead, but here's the problem. When we watched Laguna Beach or the Hills, or the people that did watch that, we are in such a different era. And actually, the New York Times, they wrote about this show, too. And Jimmy uh, Gertz, who writes for us, uh, kind of alluded to it, but... It's just so different now. When we watch The Hills, Laguna right. Beach, or, or let's take it old school. When Brian and I first watched that first season of The Real Rook, you <laughs> yeah. did, Brian, we believed everything we saw because there's right. no way of knowing otherwise. Right. And so the fact that, you know, I've seen Pauly Paul do all kinds of stuff on his Snapchat, which I right. find far more interesting in a voyeuristic, salacious way right. than what MTV could ever show, it, that's, I think, the whole... The, the biggest hurdle for this show yeah. is because Elizabeth, because you've spent so much time stalking these people, Thanks, and, I, and <laughs> you know, it, it, I, I think it does inhibit or uh, prohibit us from right. enjoying it the same way we would. Yeah, no, I, you I, know, if it weren't. I think you're entirely right. I just want to call out my favorite character from the entire episode, and that was none of the main cast. 
but it was Chloe's friend Amanda. She was oh, she's awesome. great. She's evil. She's great. Yeah. Okay, see, I did not. I wondered. You told me that earlier, yeah. And I was kind of confused because after having finished the episode, I was like, I hate this girl. Well, I mean, of course you do, but I, I feel like did she you see was that bathing suit bottom she had on. Yeah, of well, course. But did that's... you see the ones they all had on? I don't know. Yeah. That was like you know. But that's like, not the point. Who wears that to a party? I mean, but, the the point the point of it is is that Amanda totally comes across as you know the baddie, as you said, Wade. But oh yeah, a, but completely natural. Like she totally seems yes, like an excellent right. character. True, yeah. Yeah, and I I love my one of my favorite parts was when they were getting a pedicure, Chloe and Amanda, and Amanda says, "At least Alex kind of has standards. The girls he hooks up with are usually really pretty." <laughs> and then Chloe says, "All I have to do is have a hot little body and be blonde. I mean, what other qualities does it have to be, my friend?" <laughs> I know. No, uh, Brian's absolutely right. Juliet's good as a baddie, but Amanda, Amanda yeah. is the baddie. That, that needs a promotion, and she's going to totally end up, maybe she's the one that punched Chloe, who knows, but her and Chloe oh are going to go at it, because Chloe's like, did you see her and Alex laying in bed, you know, and she's like his best friend, but really she wants to sleep with him. I, I, I get the feeling that all these little blondes that Alex has been with, that Chloe's like, or at least is how they're portraying her, or yeah. whatever, it is uh, that she does have romantic feelings toward him. Thoughts? Well, see, I'm going to say I disagree with that one, but I do think that Chloe is kind of going to be the, you know, the girl's girl who doesn't get the guy is what I think they're setting her up to be. Well, what's um, a girl's girl? A girl's girl is somebody who, like, she's oh, she's one of the girls. You know, like they said in the in that intro, they called her, like, the alpha female. Like, she's the one that all the girls want to like want her to like them, but the guys are kind of like, you're just one of the boys. And, you know, she ends up kind of... Because even um, Brandon was, was yanking her chain, if you will, when he had lunch with his mom, which also I thought was one of the oddest interactions in the whole show. Yeah. <laughs> at, at, uh, at the cottage, a real place on Siesta Key. Yeah, which is right in Siesta Key Village, yep. My favorite part of that whole interaction was when he stops the lunch and he goes, I got to take a picture of this food, Mom. And I was like, that is what it's like to be a millennial. That one I understand. Wait, let me he just... said something really awkward to his mom about her having a good booty or something. What was that? Yeah, like... yeah. Well, he was comparing Amanda and Chloe. Right. And he was like, Amanda's got a great booty, and then he just looked yeah. at his mom. Yeah. Wait, no, I, some of the most awkward moments of the entire show, and I, I kind of liked some of them, were with Brandon, actually. Yeah. There was that point with his mom, but then there's also another part where um, where Brandon uh, is uh, talking to, he's talking to Chloe, and he had given her a high five, and he's like, Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I like high fives because they're not overly sexual. <laughs> I'm like, what? But then he shows this, but, but then remember, he shows how to give a flirty high five. <laughs> right. But, and then also later, he's talking to Chloe again. I mean, he really must not like this girl because he's talking to her again later yeah. and he's talking about how much he's sweating. <laughs> he's like, I'm yeah. covered in sweat. Mmm. That's great, Brandon. <laughs> Chloe, Chloe, so here is actually, if we're going to talk about our favorite lines that guys said to girls, yeah. when, um, when Kelsey comes into the party, which also really bothered me, and they set it up as this whole. Like, Kelsey's the model, all the heads turn, right. everybody's jealous. And Juliet immediately gets super jealous of Kelsey, who wasn't even on her radar. And Alex turns to her and says, what, you don't like it when girls are just as pretty as you? <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, a sure, yeah, way that to, was, sure way to a woman's heart right there. <laughs> and, and that was so, that, that line sounded like it was written. And another one that sounded like it was written was when Madison goes to Alex. That's right, Alex, everything is bigger in Texas. I feel threatened. <laughs> 
And she, like, gave out this awkward laugh, like, <laughs> she's looking at the producer off camera going, did I say it right? Like, that, to me, sounded so forced. The, the most awkward, in my opinion, line of the entire episode, though, was in the beginning when they're uh, eating uh, eating uh, right on the uh, intercoastal waterway, and they see that rainbow. And Alex says, rainbows are pretty, but not as pretty as you. <laughs> yes. But, but if we're going to do our favorite lines, my favorite line is when big old Gary comes out there. Gary, <laughs> right. Gary 1-800-ASK-GARY-COMPO. And he's, you know, the big grand poomba. And he comes out there, when I die, I want to come back as Alex. And then he's given his pearls of wisdom. And then yeah. he ends it with, don't be like Polly Paul. And yeah. he cut to Polly Paul looking stone drunk, whatever he is. And I, that was my favorite line. Don't be like Polly Paul. Oh, he's like, stay in school, kids. Don't be like Polly Paul. Right. Uh, hilarious. <laughs> uh, you know, let's another uh, thing that I want to ask Elizabeth about because yeah. Elizabeth, you your hair color is very yeah. unlike most of the people in this show. Yeah. In fact, I counted of all the women that I could see in the show, there were three who were not blondes. Out of I don't know dozens and dozens of women, um, all of Juliet's friends, right. everyone. It was the people who were not blonde were Madison's sister Paige, who seems like a nice girl. Yeah, I liked her. Yeah, she's a brunette. Uh, then. 1-800-ASK-GARY's wife. Did we see her in the first episode? We did. Okay. And she has this kind of surprisingly red hair. Yes. And then <laughs> uh, and then Brandon's mom. So basically, two out of the three brunettes were moms. Yeah. Just to clarify <laughs> that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, you know, was not surprised by that. I will say, uh, another Instagram tidbit, Chloe at one point did dye her hair brunette. Ooh. But I guess that did not work for her. No, I, um, I can't see it. Honestly. Yeah, I can't really see it either. I think, speaking of blondes, I was amazed by that scene where Juliet comes home and, like, all of her friends are there. I was like, when does that ever happen, that you just happen to come home and all your friends are like, let's just talk about that boy you just went out with. You know? Well, and it's, it's like, also, not... I mean, they all look the same. I mean, right. it's like Stepford. It's weird. I yeah. mean, they're all blonde. Their hair's the same length. It's right. all kind of straight and wavy. It's weird. It was, you know, we made fun of our, our one coworker when he said all the blondes look the same. And then I caught myself afterward having to, go back to the press release I had because I couldn't remember three of their names. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> it's very, very strange. Right. Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, and let's talk about the episode as a whole because I found it, when I went when I watched the episode, I was not enjoying it. I was a little bored. I felt like they weren't convincing. And then about halfway through when I, when I found Amanda, who I really think is cool, um, and <laughs> yeah, She's a and then there character. was the party, which was at the very least kind of interesting. Like I, I don't, I didn't like the show, but I kind of want to find out what happens. Yeah, but that's not what you feel. How you feel, Elizabeth? Right. So I, like I said, I, I just want to preface this by saying that while I don't believe that there are any such things as guilty pleasures, because people should just love what they love regardless. Right. At the same time, I'm really disappointed in myself for loving this show, um, mostly because I think I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm old enough to know better, um, but. I think that it's even though it was all manufactured, it was manufactured in such a way that it was it was good, if that makes sense. So I thought that last scene, or I think it was the last or second to last scene, where Madison is crying on the beach with her sister, which was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I feel bad about this, but yeah, okay. I, I can be quiet. Oh sorry. gosh, that was, that was such oh, an gosh. instant visceral response. <laughs> yeah, so. I watched that scene and I was like, I was like, this doesn't work. I was like, it doesn't make sense. Like, I don't even believe that she even cares about Alex. I, I guess they drove around in cars when they were 16. So like they must have dated, but they don't seem to have any kind of connection. But at the same time, I was like, 
I'm a 22-year-old girl. You know, I went to college. I understand the feeling of, like, crying on the beach because a boy you like doesn't yeah, like you. That's true. And that was, like, what resonated with me. It was, like, you guys are actors, but I get liking the guy who doesn't like you or, you know, seeing your ex and it's not the same way it used to be or, you know, you're Chloe where nobody likes you. <laughs> so it just felt like all of those things made sense even if it was poorly put on. See, now that's that's something I did not consider because I'm too old, right? <laughs> And I remember that feeling too, you know, having that person when I wasn't, you know, I'm married and I have a child, <laughs> but I remember that feeling. And now that you pointed out, maybe that's why I am kind of intrigued by it, even though I didn't like it that much. Right. But you, yeah, Wade, you're I, too I, cynical. I could not get uh, it. There was no emotional investment whatsoever. Yeah. I, I just couldn't. I laughed when she was sitting on the beach. <laughs> I, I just, I, everything that was supposed to be serious, I, I found humorous. But I, I enjoy it. Maybe um, uh, what do they call it? Hate watching. It, yeah. It's. Uh, I will say this, and this is something we didn't we addressed in previous episodes of our podcast. I, I'm not concerned. It's going to sully the uh, uh, reputation of Siesta Key and that no, word of any of that. I just think it's boring. Like yeah. th- there's just not enough conflict that seems real. But I did see they are going to go a little more Jersey Shore esque. Who was that fist fight? Was that Alex and Paul at the very end? It looks like it. Yeah, up? they were they were trying to. It looked like they were trying to link Alex and Paul's fist fight with Ella, with Paul going to jail. Even though I don't think they're related, really. Well, also Chloe's face. Because I thought there so was a fist far, fight all we have, and Elizabeth, I, I'm surprised that you're you're you don't see how anti-feminist this show is. You've got a bunch of women just pining for these yeah. cretins and that have money. Like, he literally carries her like a caveman. Oh, no. I wrote, I wrote that. I forgot about that. Puts her over his shoulder and carries her out. I wrote that like, on my notes. the worst yeah. kind of misogynism yeah. I've seen on television. Like, the women are all playing one-dimensional roles, yeah. and that is to get to Alex. Right. So there's got to be a new dynamic for me to find any interest. Not that... I was expecting, you know, some more, uh, something more enlightening from MTV, <laughs> but there's got to be something more interesting than just who, which woman. These women, they have no, they're, they're the most one-dimensional flat characters. It's like watching a 50s yeah. uh, Father Knows Best sitcom. <laughs> I mean, woo, there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack in what you just said, mostly, you know, unintentionally calling me anti-feminist, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling the show that. I'm calling the show that. <laughs> But uh, no, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I think that it's funny when I was watching the show. First of all, like I said, I was disappointed in myself for liking it. But second, I thought this could actually get an audience. And I know it might feel hard for you guys to understand because it is kind of boring. It's poorly acted, if that's what it is. Um, but I think there is something in there that is intriguing, like Brian said, sure. in that, you know, yes, first yeah. of all, we all love watching beautiful people, whether we like it or not. Yep. Um, you know, they have no barriers to their lifestyle. Like I wrote down here somewhere that Alex's pool was uh, incredible. You know, like I want to go to a party with a pool like that. Um, and I think that it's, they, the one thing that I thought was interesting is they don't really talk about really at all any of the, any of their experiences outside of this partying, right? I mean, these right. are kids like Laguna Beach I mentioned this in my column, you know, it's the same way that they don't even talk about, like, do they ever go to class? Do they ever, you know, the main obligation they have is, like, prom. But, I I mean, I never understood that in this show. It's like these kids, Alex, he graduated from college. You know, um, Madison, she just graduated. 
And she's just like, well, I'm... Alex did mention real quick in the beginning there when they were eating, he did mention that he's going to try and go to Stetson, the law school here. You're right. right. You're, right. You're right. Well, I mean, you know, it seems like all of these characters, they basically have like three things going on. They know other people and may or may not be interested in them romantically. Right. They live here in Siesta Key, on Siesta Key or nearby, and they have relatives. You know, I mean, that's basically all we know. Some right. of them graduated from right. college. Some of them are maybe in college or not in college. It's kind right. of hard to tell. Um, some of them may have had past things that they did. But basically, those three things are all the depth to their character yeah. that we, you know, of their background, at least, that we know about. Right. You know, they have they have relatives and they, you know, know some people that they may or may not want to have sex with. Well, I was going to say, actually, Brian had mentioned the parents. And that's it, all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Brian had said the parents were interesting. And that was something else I was struck by. I was like, I actually wish we could have more scenes with the parents. Not because they're such great actors, because no. they're certainly not. But because that actually felt genuine. Like that, at least I was like, you know, there's not that much you can get, you know, a, a 55-year-old dad to do on camera i would imagine other well, than that's why i loved madison's dad and madison's <laughs> sister because madison's dad when she come home comes home from college or whatever uh she like he's just a he's just a guy like in his 50s with a you know a, an oversized t-shirt on <laughs> i mean it's it's beautiful it's a he's a dad totally understand that and also there's times when Paige is totally dismissive of her sister madison yeah. but then she's totally on point with Madison when she wants to go to the party at Alex's. Right. I mean, and she's supportive of her sister and stuff. That seems very sisterly. That was like genuine relationships there. Kind no, of. That's, a, that's a good point. When Paige and Madison interact, that was about, I think, the only time where I didn't feel that there was cue cards behind them. Right. They seemed real. The other thing I was going to say is, um, getting back to Wade's point about the women being one-dimensional, is there's one scene also at the Casey Key um, Fish Bar. Is that right? Casey, Casey Key Fish House. Yeah, yeah Fish House. Okay. Yeah. I've never been to Casey Key. So it's I actually the Tiki say... Bar at the Casey Key Fish House. Okay. okay. Yeah. Right. Casey Key Fish House and Tiki Bar. We'll take you there sometime. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we could do a podcast there sometime. Sure. I would love that. Um, but yeah. where Chloe is meeting Kelsey for the first time, remember Kelsey is this model mm-hmm. who's been all these places. And Chloe says, oh, where have you traveled or where did you model? Something like that. And, you know, Kelsey's like, Milan, London, Paris, and Chloe's like, okay, cool. So anyway, my high school friends. <laughs> it's just like that that to me sums it up. It's like these I'm sure a lot of them do, but Kelsey Kelsey comes to mind immediately, probably has like a really fascinating life. I'm sure modeling was amazing, you know, and, and the places she traveled and her mom has MS, you know, there's a lot of different things to deal with. And all we're really getting is like a tearful interaction and a quick yeah. aside. Right. Well and I, you know, that scene was also very revealing too about the mindset of this click and when she goes oh gary you met him on tinder uh he went to sarasota high school and chloe is like yeah he, he didn't hang out with us <laughs> and just her tone spoke volumes right it didn't matter that he was good looking didn't matter that that's who you're dating he's right. a zero to us right because he didn't hang out our click just like we don't care that you had this awesome modeling career because we're all part of alex's group and right. that's all that matters that's the only currency here in Chester Key. Well, right. And, and they picked the wrong guy to hang this show on, as we all kind yeah. of agree. Alex. Maybe Polly Paul would have been better, you know, because, I mean, he's he could be like the bad boy that, you know, has a lot, really it doesn't have a lot going for him, but at least yeah, he's I mean, a bad boy. And your point about, you know, kind of how they're, 
taking these women and making them totally one-dimensional and it's really all in relation to how they like Alex. It's totally true, but it's not like the men in the show are more than one-dimensional either. In fact, in some ways, (laughs) in some ways, I mean, the men get a lot less screen time than the women do. And also their characters, for what they are, are even less developed than the women. Right. I actually think my favorite part in the whole show, and this is where I would argue that it's actually more feminist than most MTV shows, is when uh, <laughs> is when Juliet, and just to clarify again for anyone who hasn't seen the show yet, Juliet is the one who's Alex's main love interest, confronts, but also kind of just talks to Madison at Alex's party. And so instead yeah. of, I actually thought that was a really great interaction because to me it was like they didn't have a cat fight. There wasn't like a, you know, smackdown. It was just like, hey, I really like Alex. I know you guys used to date, but like, is there any way you could like not date this summer? And it was awkward. I mean, like, yeah. I give you that. But it wasn't like Madison was like, what's wrong with you? You know, I'm not going to do that. She kind of was like, yeah, I'll let you know. I understand. That didn't strike, that didn't strike you as completely contrived. Well, okay, it is contrived, but the whole thing is contrived. I just felt like at least if you're going to pick something to contrive, at least it was like, you know, what's that test, the Bechdel test or whatever, where two women, where you, where you can see two women talking to each other on screen. It was like at least these women had an interaction where they both admitted that they liked this guy who was kind of sleazy. Well, and also... I, I would have I pres- pres- appreciated more veracity and had them just start ha- cussing at each other. I mean, look, <laughs> they've been drinking vodka and lemonade all afternoon. The reality of my life, of being at parties like that, when two women are 22 or two men, that they would have not ended with a hug. There would have right. been a drink thrown. Someone would have called somebody a female dog. I, I, I thought that was just completely... But, but that's my point. That's why I thought it was good that it was like, you might be right that in, in reality it would have ended that way, but at least we could get an example of female interaction between two women who probably shouldn't like each other according to the rules of the show and yet actually did end a conversation civilly. Well, and what's, I think, the weirdest thing about that conversation is not that it happened at all, but the fact that Juliet basically said to Madison, hey, will you tell me if he comes on to you? <laughs> like, if he tries to make a play at you, will you just come let me know so that, I mean, that's actually reasonable. That's, like, right. smart, yeah. you know? Like, just, like, hit me up if he's, like, trying to make out with you. Yeah, find out. like, if Alex, is, if Alex is being the dog, let me know because, honestly, that's not good for either of us, right? Right, right. You don't want right. the, that's che- what I'm saying. Cheaters like that. be cheating. <laughs> that that to me was at least like, hey, we know he plays games. We'll we'll make this work to our advantage. That's right. Was there any laugh out loud moments? Like we're, we're and I'm trying to think back, and I, I didn't take notes or anything. I maybe laughed, for, but was there any times? And I, and I even seen Laguna Beach in the Hills recently enough. But and I know that's not what this isn't a comedy. But do either of you find yourselves laughing out loud at anything? Yes. Yeah. Rainbows are pretty, but not as pretty as you. I laughed out loud. <laughs> I had to take. It's, it's funnier when you say it, Brian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's also more sincere. Um, also, and and the the one I said earlier about them in the uh, getting a pedicure, as Jimmy said, yeah. as Jimmy said, there were basically two ethnic characters on that show, and that was Brandon's mom and somebody giving them a pedicure. <laughs> That's so awful. <laughs> Um, and then also, uh, but when they're talking about how, you know, if you want to be with Alex, you just have to be, you know, hot and blonde and that's it. That's pretty good. I mean, it's, that's, that's weirdly self-referential. That's one reason I like Amanda so much is because it seems like she's, it's almost like she's meta to the show. Right. Like she's a character, but she's also commenting on it at the same time. I think you're giving her a lot of credit. I'm just going to be honest with you. I think so. My favorite Amanda scene though, which was also why I hated her. Is when, is when, obviously, they're setting her up the whole show. She's made it clear. 
Chloe's been like, I like Brandon. I like Brandon. Have I mentioned that? I think Brandon's super cute. And they get to this party. And first of all, Amanda explicitly says to Brandon, hey, there's like a, a what? What was it? It was yeah, like a bikini, bikini contest. contest. Yeah. She's like, I'll be there. <laughs> it's like, that is, that's called hitting on someone. But then Chloe goes up to her and says, hey. And, and real quick, Elizabeth, just so people outside of Sarasota, Gilligan's is on Siesta Beach, <laughs> yes. and they are notorious for holding bikini contests for, since I was in my early 20s, for 15 years. The anyway, Wade's never ahead. been. Notorious or right? famous? It's hard to say. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> famous for, for hosting <laughs> bikini contests for at least 15 years, maybe even longer. So anyway, so she invites Brandon to go to this bikini contest. He obviously gladly agrees. Then Chloe comes up to her and says, hey, I saw you talking to Brandon. And Chloe goes, you know, don't you know, like, I'm interested in him? And Amanda goes, no, you're not. <laughs> Something very, like, yeah. aggressive. Like, not anymore, you're not. But then she tries to play it off and says, you know, oh, he was hitting on me. I'm not interested either. I think the point being that he's a player and, like, sh- neither of them should like him. No, it was even more than that. Like, yeah. Because she was like... You were you were talking to Brandon. She's like, no, I wasn't. He was talking to me, <laughs> you know. And she's like, are you hitting on him? No, he's hitting on me. <laughs> you know, it's like I didn't do anything. <laughs> I was just there. So you're right. Amanda has a lot of. She might be the funny one. I don't know. Backing up one second, and maybe this was funny. Maybe it wasn't. Remember Polly's first line, and, and this is completely a goofball scene, but. You know, Alex's like, I got the two women. Who do yeah. I take home? But before that, Polly is talking about, I don't know who he's talking about, but he says, and I did write this down because I've never heard it, hotter than a Costa Rican hitchhiker. <laughs> did, did you guys catch that? He mumbles under his breath, <laughs> she's hotter than a Costa Rican something. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, I, did, I, I think that I, the way I heard it was it's hotter than a Costa Rican hitchhike. You know? I thought he meant outside. Okay, like yeah. the temperature. That sounds hotter than a Costa Rican hitchhike. Okay, gotcha. And I, I, I want to make it clear to everyone that if you're in if you're on Siesta Key during the summer, like if you, it's August, and if you are on Siesta Key and doing all the stuff they're doing, you are pouring sweat no matter who you are. Much like Brandon. Yeah, yeah m- much like Brandon. Exactly. <laughs> He's one of the realest persons on the people on that show. But you're poor. I mean, it is. 98 degrees in the sun and the humidity is like 95 percent pretty much all the time even after the sun goes down in the trailer it said it's 73 degrees all year round (laughs) what is it san diego (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's not true (laughs) it's a joke uh for those who didn't see we haven't did we discuss this the the j-dubs about trailer no well you know the real trailer it's just the key the mtv aired there's a scene where they say uh, it's 73 degrees all year round in Siesta Key. I don't even remember that. I thought that was just in the J-Dubs thing, but I believe you if you're saying that. No, no. That J-Dubs guy, he go, it made fun of it, and so did the other video that made fun of it. And the reason they made fun of it is because the original, the second MTV trailer, the longer one, or was uh, said Siesta Key 73 degrees all year round. So, wow. no, folks, it's not. The weather described <laughs> by Brian is the correct weather. Right. Uh, I don't, you know, in fact, during the summer, like in August especially, I'm not sure it hits 73 degrees as the low temperature. Right. Like in the middle of the night, it it could be three o'clock in the morning and it's, I think, probably in the mid to high 70s. Yeah, if not in the Yeah, it's rough. As Chloe says, summer in Siesta Key is like no other, trust me. And by what we mean by that is it's like the jungle. It's basically a rainforest. Your whole body weight off. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's how they stay so thin. (laughs) 
<laughs> Brandon does. Uh, my Brandon favorite Pauly line, which I wrote down because this was somehow intellectual and yet not at all, is when he's talking to, um, well, the only really interaction he has is when he talks to Alex about Juliet, you know, Juliet and Madison, and he goes, at the end of the night, when the party's over, who is it going to be? And it's just like, his delivery, it was just a lot. First of all, because then it's like, yeah, which girl are you going to sling over your shoulder and take and to your carry bedroom? And the bedroom, yeah. <laughs> it was Juliet. So, I mean, spoiler alert there. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, so poor Polly is just like the sounding board to basically be like, which girl? And rap a little bit. I mean, they did let him rap, which I'm happy about, even if it wasn't well, and he very good. is going to get, you know, incarcerated. They, they right. showed that at the end of uh, the, the teaser for the upcoming season. So hey, we'll get to see uh, him have his big moment for uh, whatever crime he committed. We'll, we'll pretend we don't know. Right. Yeah, and you know what? Who knows what will happen before the episode airs next week, considering all the crap that happened this past week. We might have a lot more to talk about next week than just the next episode. Right. And you can read all about it throughout the week if you don't want to wait for next episode at InsideMTVCSTKey.com. And if you want to rate the show because you love it, then go into iTunes and rate it because that will help us out a lot. Mm -hmm. And that's it for this week. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.